match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> Alright, fuck it, let's get it. Oh, Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. OG! Nah, fuck that. I said OG! Hatch, man, you know the fuck it is, man. What's up with the people, man? How y'all doing out there? Hopefully out there looking good, feeling good, staying motherfucking me safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on in them streets. We know that shit by now. Uh, what's this episode 49? Yeah, this is episode 40, motherfucking nine. Damn. <laughs> I want to say shout out to everybody has been tapped in from day motherfucking me one, man. Episode one, man. I truly appreciate everybody's been since the pilot episode, man. Uh, last week's episode was a little bit different. I ain't going to fake it. <laughs> last week, we did not get into no funnies. We did not get into none of the shit that was on the docket. I had a whole bunch of shots prepared for this for last week's episode. I just didn't do. Um, honestly, shit took me five hours to record last week's episode. All 19 minutes of that shit took me five hours. <laughs> I don't know what it was, bro. Last week just wasn't the week to come in this motherfucker. And I didn't want to push shit out. But in the 49 weeks of me doing this shit, I've started to appreciate the people that's just been tapped into the conversation just for me. Um, and that's the reason why I don't have it. I haven't had a guest on the podcast yet. Everybody be on my head about that shit. Hatch, you want to hear you talk to somebody. I feel like they say, you want to hear you talk to him, talk to them. People be sending me all types of, you know, suggestions and stuff like that. And trust me, bro, I'm not no nigga that's just, you know what I'm saying, saying, fuck y'all. I don't, I don't care about y'all opinion. That's not the case at all. <laughs> that's not the case at all, fam. Early on, it was just about me not having the right technology and equipment set up um, for this shit. And later on, I just realized that was a big ass excuse. That was the main reason why I didn't start the podcast for two years earlier because I was saying I didn't have the equipment when I really did. Um, it's really all about my ego, fam. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's all about my motherfucking ego, bro. Like and me doing this podcast, bro. I did not think motherfuckers around the world would be listening to this shit. Like I said, it's not a, a huge amount of motherfucking people yet, but it's niggas around the world. Niggas is scattered all over the world listening to this podcast, bro. And I truly appreciate this shit. And it's been feeding my ego, bro. So just knowing that I can come on this motherfucking weekend and week out and have a core audience of people to talk to, that's I just been content with that. <laughs> you know, so I just been really cool with just coming this motherfucker, knowing that week in and week out, it's motherfuckers tapping into this podcast just for me. So I just want to say, you know, shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the motherfucking conversation once a motherfucking game for the 49th time in a row. For the 49th week, you've been fucking with the kid, and I can't do nothing but salute you. So, shout out to everybody, man. I truly appreciate the motherfucking love and support. Um, it's a lot of shit going on, man. It's a lot of shit going on in these streets. It's a lot of shit on the dock. It's a whole lot of shit we got to get into this podcast, bro. I don't want to make this episode super long, but who knows? <laughs> I didn't say shit last week, so I may have to talk a little bit more this week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Motherfuckers keep calling me during this recording session, so I don't know, man. I may have to cut this shit a little bit short. Um. But it's a lot of shit going on, man. It's fight week. I, you know what I'm saying? Fuckers, they talking about me. This motherfucker working on my jab and shit. It's fight week. You got the Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier trilogy happening this week, man. I'm pretty amped for that shit, bro. If anybody that knows me out there, then you know Hash loves UFC. Now, I'm not a big MMA guy. MMA, mixed martial arts. I don't know all about those other uh, those other uh, leagues. I don't know about all the niggas that just ranked in the world. But when it comes to UFC, Hash know his shit. I'm starting to become a motherfucking aficionado about that shit, bro. I ain't going to fake it. 
So I'm really pumped about this week, man. I feel like this week is a huge, huge week uh, for UFC, man. Because you got Con- anytime Conor McGregor is fighting, nigga, he's he bring he bring he he bringing the bitches out. He bringing the drunk Irishmen out. And he ain't drinking fight and he bringing fight fans out, bro. That's literally what Conor McGregor brings. <laughs> That's what that's so I'm I'm there for it, bro. I really wish I was out there in Vegas for this shit, bro. I'm not gonna fake it, bro. But shit, I, money just ain't money ain't allowing me to go at this particular time. Um, but slash on docket, man. I ain't want to start the podcast up the month of me coming regular fight. <laughs> it's Black Power over here, nigga. <laughs> but slash on docket, man. I want to go ahead and get into that, man. Uh, what we got, bro? We got Rachel Nichols. We got Steven Jackson. We got Charleston White. We got Brian. We got Kuzma, bitch. Hey, what, what, what we starting at today? CP3? I mean, damn, what we starting at today, Hatch? What we going today? <laughs> um, fuck it, bro. Let's get into Rachel Nichols, bro. Let's get into Rachel Nichols. Fuck it. Um, let's get into Rachel Nichols, bro. If you don't know who Rachel Nichols is, Rachel Nichols is a, uh, uh, uh what do you call her? A fucking analyst? A, a commentator? A t- that's a TV personality. She's a TV personality. Um, uh, a journalist for ESPN. I'm not going to discredit her. She is a journalist for sure. A journalist for ESPN, a TV personality for ESPN. She has shows and shit like that. She she hosts shows and things like that, like NBA Countdown, The Jump, um, all types of shit, bro. If you if you in the sports world, if you watch ESPN, fam, you know Rachel Nichols, bro. Don't don't play stupid now. <laughs> um, but Rachel Nichols has been in some she been in some hot shit this, these last couple of days, bro. I want to start this off by saying, me personally. I've never been a huge Rachel Nichols fan. And it's not because of her journalism or her work or nothing like that. It's because I've always took pride in myself and having a good a good eye of judgment. Like to me, I don't ju- I don't like motherfuckers who always smiling in motherfuckers' faces. When you smiling in everybody's face, it's something wrong. I feel like you a shady motherfucker. Like it ain't it ain't one person you don't like, my nigga. <laughs> Cause me personally, I can name off a slew of motherfuckers I don't like. It's, it's rare that I'm smiling in a motherfucker face. But I always seen Rachel Nichols and Magic Johnson. They just two motherfuckers I just didn't like because they was always smiling in motherfuckers' faces. Now, I mean, it could just be a, a, a insight into my soul and let me know I'm a, I'm a dark, twisted motherfucker. <laughs> but that's the reason why I never liked Rachel Nichols. I always knew it was something about her that, I, that, that, would, that would come out in the light that I just wouldn't fuck with. And I was right. I was fucking right. It was the same thing with Magic Johnson. I knew Magic Johnson was a bitch-ass nigga. Long, I'm a long-time Laker fan all my life. My family bleed purple and gold. But you can ask anybody that know Hatch. Hatch never fucked with Magic Johnson. And when that nigga quit on the Lakers for the second time, I was vindicated. I was justified in that shit. And it's the same thing with Rachel Nichols. But Rachel Nichols has been in the news for... um, she She had a secretly taped conversation i don't know if it was a phone call if it was face to face but it was a conversation she had with lebron james is one of his um you know pub published publicists i guess what they call that nigga um one of a nigga in lebron james camp we're just gonna say that she was recorded um basically talking about maria taylor maria taylor is another uh, tv personality uh i don't know if she's a journalist but i'm just gonna say she's a journalist i feel like anytime you in that space Fuck it, you're a journalist in today's day and age. Uh, but Maria Taylor, an African-American woman, uh, who pretty much does the same thing as Rachel Nichols. She hosts the NBA countdown for the playoff games, for the primetime playoff games that happen on the weekend, and for the NBA finals, of course. In the conversation between Rachel Nichols and a LeBron James colleague, um, she was basically, she pulled a black car. She pulled a race car. It was some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Because it was, it was a white woman pulling a race car saying that Rachel, uh, Maria Taylor was getting a job to cover the NBA finals because 
uh, ESPN's diversity situation. They want to become show more diverse between, you know, with the whole George Floyd situations and, you know, with all the, you know, the unarmed uh, black people being killed in, in America. And ESPN has been trying to, you know, pick up the slack. They've been dropping the ball on these last couple of years. Now, if is that true? I don't fucking know. Like, I, I didn't, when I, when I seen Maria Taylor up there, that wasn't the first thing that jumped in my mind. Because I feel like Maria Taylor has been somebody that we've seen a lot of within the last year or two. Like, she's not somebody that just jumped on the scene. I feel like we've seen Maria Taylor. We've seen, uh, is it Neka Gumake or this? Yeah, Neka Gumake. Um, damn, which Gumake sister is it? I know Neka. Damn, which one is it? I don't know. But we've seen the Gumake. I don't mean no, no disrespect to those beautiful black queens. But we've seen the Gumake. We've seen Maria Taylor. We've seen Malika Andrews. We've seen Stephanie Reddy. We've we've seen um, Taylor Rooks. We've seen you know we've seen all these black women being on ESPN for the last two years faithfully. They be at all the motherfucking things. I've been seeing Rachel Nichols pretty much fall off all her duties for a long time now. Um, but she, like I said, the conversation was recorded. Now, motherfuckers was jumping out the gate saying Rachel Nichols was racist. I don't know. I'm not gonna say she's racist. I am gonna say she's a hater. Because what she said, what what she did acknowledge was, um, is that Maria Taylor was basically just getting this look because the bosses upstairs just wanted to make sure they looked good, and that's not that's not fair. That's not fair to Maria Taylor, and that's not fair to any other black woman that's that's in that in that field. Because I've heard religiously Rachel Nichols get on that on that platform and talk about how women, um, women um, TV personnel and women in the sports industry are treated unfairly. And she's also even hinted at the fact that black women are treated damn near worse than them. So when it comes to time for a black woman to start getting the prime time slot because of all the hard work that she's earned, and now you got and now Rachel Nichols being a white woman complaining about caught being a race issue, basically saying it's a race issue, I have a huge fucking problem with that. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. It's 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 so it's so fucking crazy. It's more funny than it is, you know what I'm saying, a serious topic. Because it's funny because it's like, damn, a white person is using a fucking race car. You have no fucking space to do that. You have no room to do that. Just off merit. <laughs> Just off the fact that you're white. You cannot pull the race car, baby girl. I'm sorry. And, you know, and with that, you know, the Rachel Nichols shit, you have her colleagues coming out, mostly fucking African-American men. Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson. Um, Who else said some shit? But it, mostly Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson made a whole bunch of fucking videos about the shit, and it really didn't make any fucking sense. Um. He came out basically talking about Rachel Nichols isn't racist. Um, he would be mad too if a job that he deserved that the boss just gave to somebody so they can save face. I get that, my nigga. Like, I trust me, I truly, truly get that. But I don't think that this is the time to say no shit like that because we've seen the hard work and dedication that Maria Taylor has put in. And when you got all these black dudes coming out talking about some Rachel Nichols isn't racist, she put out on she put on a lot of black people and all that. I'm going to be honest with you, fam. I've only seen Rachel Nichols put on black men. And look, as a black man in America, I'm not mad at that. I'm grateful for that. But that to me, that holds no bearing on whether or not somebody's racist. Because to me, a white woman, white woman just having a, a bunch of friendly uh, friendships with black men, that don't say shit to me. That, that, that don't say shit to me about, about how you truly feel about black people. Because we all know about the motherfucking me, the, the 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 dynamic between white women and black men, and black men and, and white women, and white men and black women, and black women and white men. We understand that dynamic. 
Like if you if you don't, then I'm not finna sit here and try explaining shit to you like you little ass kid. We know how we know white bitches love fucking niggas. We know niggas love fucking white bitches. We know white men love fucking black women, and we know black women love fucking white men with good with, with, with money. We know how that shit go. We 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 know the game goes. So when you when it's a white woman just putting on a whole bunch of black men, that doesn't really say much to how she feels about our race entirely, because it could be a sex thing. It could be a fucking thing. We all know how much Rachel Nichols loves Allen Iverson. She loves that man to death. And we all know why bitches love Allen Iverson. <laughs> Light-skinned nigga with tattoos like a hoop, a hood nigga. Come on now. Ice the fuck out. Come on now. <laughs> Hide my bitch right now. <laughs> but, but honestly, that don't, that don't tell me much about how she feels about black women. I can't say she's not racist because she, she cool with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes and Kendrick Perkins and putting these niggas on the jump and Richard Jefferson and shit like that. That don't tell me shit, baby. Honestly, I'm the same nigga that get on this podcast each and every week tell you how pro-black I am. I just told y'all two weeks ago, I love thick white bitches. Not more than like black women, but I love me some thick white bitches. I will fuck the shit out of them. And I lost my virginity to a thick white bitch. That's just how the game goes. But I will always take a black woman over a white woman. That's just how the game is. So when you got Rachel Nichols, yeah, she cool with a lot of niggas, a lot of black niggas, men. But I ain't seen her with no 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 fucking black chicks. I ain't seen I ain't see her say that same shit about Jalen Rose, about Jay Williams. I ain't see her say that shit about Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon. All these niggas is doing NBA coverage, NBA Finals coverage. All these niggas, every single last one of them. She ain't say shit about that. But when they start integrating black women in that motherfucker, she got a problem with that. Like to me, that said, to me, I see through that bullshit, fam. Because, like I said, I understand the dynamic between white women and black men. I understand it. I get it. I see it on a day-to-day basis. I just had a white bitch the other day look me up and down in my gray sweats. And when I was leaving, she said, stay golden, pony boy. Nigga. I, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for a minute, I was a little befuddled. I didn't know what the fuck she was getting at. But then again, I thought, I'm slanging dick. <laughs> So I understand, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's, that's just how I feel about the situation. Now, do I think that Rachel Nichols is racist? I don't know. I know she's a hater. You know what I'm saying? And, and ESPN, they removed Rachel Nichols from NBA Finals coverage, period, um, after the tape came out and after she even came on the jump and issued her, I don't even quote-unquote apology. That motherfucker, Look, that motherfucker apology was so short, I don't even know if it, to believe it or to, to snub my nose at it. Because anytime a motherfucker apologized and they said some racist shit, you never really believe the shit. But her apology was so motherfucking me, you know what I mean? It was just so motherfucking me iffy that it was just like, I just I just swept that shit under the rug. But to know that her actions caused her to be removed from the NBA Finals coverage, I think it's totally appropriate. Because not only, not only that they keep Maria Taylor on there, they brought in Malika Andrews to host, to uh, do her first NBA Finals coverage, and I fucking love it. To me, that's, to me, they double down on the shit. You got a league, you got a league full of niggas, bro. It's a league full of niggas up, running up and down that court, sitting on that bench, coaching people. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole bunch of niggas in the stands. Yeah, it, it, it's black women that know I do the same job Rachel Nichols do. Not saying Rachel Nichols shouldn't be able to cover the NBA Finals. 
if she wouldn't have made these statements, I would have been totally fine. Still seeing, um, still seeing fucking Rachel Nichols do the fucking me, uh, second quarter and fourth quarter coaches interviews and give me the updates sporadically throughout the game. I would have been cool with that. But no, you crossed the fucking line talking about this black woman don't deserve her shine. That's what that's what we gotta stop you, baby. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how big your titties is, Rachel. You gotta sit the fuck down. You out of pocket. <laughs> Real shit. And like I said, mostly the rare, the main reason why I even thought about it is because I seen what Steven Jackson was saying, man, because I fuck with Steven Jackson, bro. I fucked with Captain Jack ever since his playing days. He was always one of those niggas that wasn't a star, but was one of my favorite players in the league. Like I can if I told you the list of niggas that's my favorite players in the league. You you will understand. I they all hood niggas. I love Draymond Green. I love Draymond Green. I love Rajon Rondo. These is hood niggas. I fuck with Stack Jack. I always I always have. But I'm starting to realize, man. Stack Stack Jack, man. Stephen Jackson. He in a weird space, fam. He's always been an equality ass nigga, but he's in a weird space right now. And he in a space right now that I probably would never understand. I gotta be. I, I probably would never understand the situation and the position that Stephen Jackson is in because after that George Floyd situation, once again, rest in peace to George Floyd. And he was actually a, a close friend of Stephen Jackson. These niggas actually look the fucking same. They look like twins, damn it. So when you get after that, and Stephen Jackson is thrusting into this, this, uh, this position to where he's a, a quote unquote leader. He's the face of a, a of a movement. When you when you when you got when you in that situation, and then you your friends actually go through things, I think it's very important to word what you say. And it's, and in Stephen Jackson's little his his videos in response to uh, what Rachel Nichols did and him supporting Rachel Nichols, I have no problem with, with niggas supporting their friends because you know that person better than me, Stack Jack. Like my my homeboys, I got homeboys all the time. I, all my homeboys, people be talking shit about them all the time. But if I know that person, then I, it's up to me to 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 uh to how I judge them. I can't judge them off of what another motherfucker say. And I would expect a motherfucker to look at me and if they talking about if they want information about my homeboy or they questioning my homeboy, I would expect the motherfucker to look at me and hear what I got to say first before they make judgment. I that's just how I move. And with Stack Jack, you know, he came out def- trying to defend Rachel Nichols. Look, like I said, every damn male black colleague that, that's been on the jump, that's worked on ESPN, has basically came out and supported Rachel Nichols. It is what it is. I'm all for niggas standing up for what they believe in and standing up for their friends in a time of need. I'm all for it. But Steven Jackson got on that on that on his uh his Instagram, bro, talking about he was a face for equality because of the whole George Floyd shit. I had a problem with that, but like I said, it is what it is, but nigga. Get, get your shit off. Talk your shit. <laughs> Talk your big shit, brother. But I just have a problem when you see black men just soup, just just being the first niggas to, to come and defend a white person. I always have a problem with that. Because you never see these niggas when it's time for, when, when, when other shit is going on for like everyday shit. I, we would have, to me personally, I've never heard Stack Jack even be remotely this open about uh, a, a race situation before this whole George Floyd situation. Now, he's always been somebody that spoke his mind. He had the whole Donald Sterling um, diss track with, I believe that was Scarface, I believe. He had that whole diss track. So I'm not going to say a nigga kept quiet. 
But it's like he he in the, he he walking around with a certain type of I don't even want to say swag type of arrogance about the shit. You know, what I mean? he that whole them, them videos screamed a bunch of arrogance and what he was saying about people. And I know if you ain't listened to the videos, you probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He just he 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 started the video off talking about how Rachel Nichols deserved the situation, and then started talking about how a lot of motherfuckers out there is watching these videos, ain't never worked for shit, ain't never did shit. They live in a mama basement, shit like that. He just started going off on a tangent, and I'm like, fam, you in a different spot now. It, it, enough of that real nigga shit, Jack. Right now, you the you you the you the motherfucking you in a different mode right now, my nigga. That gang banging, that the same thing that ran to the stands. The the, the 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 blood the all that shit that nigga's out the window once once george floyd passed away my nigga and you went on the news and and, and you was fighting for our people once you the moment you did that you had to, you got to that was the moment you had to start wording yourself properly fam to make sure your message didn't 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 fucking uh 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 um make sure your words didn't fucking hurt the people or, or disrespect certain people that was watching your shit. That's when you were supposed to do that. Because in this moment in time, yeah, you stood up for George Floyd, you stood up for black people. But in this moment in time, my nigga, it's a white woman berating and hating on a black woman who earned her spot. She earned that spot. And you, and you basically saying motherfuckers ain't earned that shit. Because you sitting there saying that she didn't earn that spot and ESPN just gave that to her. I don't have proof of that. Anybody got proof of that shit? Does anybody got proof of that shit? I've been a nigga at work all the time that didn't get a promotion and they gave it to a white person and said they gave it to that, they gave it to me because I was black. I've always said that. I've always said that. But in the moment of time where it's clear that a black woman has earned a position, fam, as Steven Jackson and the position that you're in, it's not you, you could it, I'm not saying don't defend Rachel Nichols, fam, but you have to show support for both of those women. You have to. If that's what you're gonna do, you got to. Matt Barnes did it. That's the same nigga that's on your show, on your podcast. The same nigga you hosting the podcast with, he did the same thing. And he was just on the jump today. <laughs> no bullshit. Matt Barnes is on, he was on the jump today with Rachel Nichols in the studio. <clears throat> And he, he said the same thing. I respect Rachel Nichols. She put a lot of niggas on. And he said he respect Maria Taylor too. He let it be known. Rachel Nichols out of pocket. So I just think for Steven Jackson to even come out here and remotely and, and, and remotely even say things like motherfuckers didn't earn a position. Motherfuckers, uh, 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 he understand where Rachel's coming from. That was her spot to lose. No, my nigga. That's not how the game go. That's, it's not. They gave the position to somebody else who deserved it. I've been seeing Maria Taylor on every motherfucking weekend all fucking season with them niggas. She's been hosting ABC games all motherfucking year long with Jalen Rose, Jay Williams, and fucking uh, Adrian Wo- and, and Woj. So why the fuck would they just give the white woman the, the, the fucking role when the finals come around? That would have been the same. That would have been the point in time when Maria Taylor could have came out and said it was some fishy shit going on. So now, I mean, it's just, it's just weird to me that that's a position. That's the, the position he took on that. Um, I think he dropped the ball, but at the same point in time, man, it's gonna be some more shit that happen. You know, two days from now, that month we just won't give a fuck about. But I think, I think the real see that shit because at any point in time, it's a black woman versus a white woman, fam, and the black woman is actually right and justified, and you still side with the white woman, 
it just looks sketchy, fam. I ain't, it just look a little sketchy. And like I said, I love big booty white bitches too. I fuck them hoes. I'm, I'm, I gotta stop saying bitches and hoes, but I fuck them hoes too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do too. But at no point in time will I ever take the, uh, a white woman over a black woman, especially when the black woman is right. I just, you know what I mean? I just, it's the difference between me and you, my boy. <laughs> Real talk. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on, but we also got on docket. But let's go ahead and get into uh let's get into Brian. Let's get to King James, bro. Um let's get into LeBron going to Bronny Game and confronting the PA announcer. Uh <clears throat> <laughs> it's funny as fuck. All right, so on past episodes, bro, I came on here and I talked about, you know what I'm saying, LeBron James going to Bronny James's basketball games and you know, causing the scene and Bronny underperforming pretty much. That's basically what the, the point of me talking about that show on the podcast was. Bron going to the games, his son underperformed. And all the hype that's around the coverage all, and all that that's around Bronny games, Bronny James games. Um, it happened again. <laughs> it happened again, man. Um, and before I say this, bro, I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate this. At no point in time, fam, am I saying LeBron James should not be the best father he could be. Um, try to be the best father he could be and not be around his son. I am never going to say that. My father was fucking taken, taken away from me when I was three years old. I told all my homeboys ever since we was kids, yo, my nigga, at least just be cordial with your pops because once they ass gone, it's going to feel different. So at no point in time I try and tell LeBron James how, how to parent his child. Um, but what happened over this past weekend is Bronny James had a uh, AAU game out there in St. Vincent, St. Mary High School um, where LeBron James went to, obviously, and, made, and put that school on the map and the fucking um, – <clears throat> Arena is named after him now and all that shit. So it's, it's LeBron James' second house, basically. Um, Bronny James had an AAU game there, and it was being hosted there, and LeBron was there, obviously, and he was going crazy. During the game, an announcer, I guess Bronny James got fouled, and the announcer said on the, on the PA system that the only reason he got that foul call is because his father was LeBron James and his father was in the building. Now, LeBron, took, he, took, he, took, you know, he took issue with that. And in mid-game, LeBron stopped the game. He literally stopped the fucking game. <laughs> this nigga literally stopped the fucking game, bro, and walked over to the PA announcer and, and settled that shit. He said we had to say that, man, and walked back to where he, had, uh, where he was seated. And, of course, this was all over the, the air and that. This was on Undisputed, Skip and Shine talking about it. The shit on first things first. The shit, anything LeBron James does is going to be news. The main reason why I want to bring this up is because I was just talking about this shit. <laughs> I literally was just talking about this shit. Now, mind you, I just said all this about Bronny James' game, about him having a you know re- the return to the place where his daddy became a legend, and you know what I'm saying all this hype around it. I still don't know what the fuck Bronny did during the game. I try to watch the highlights. I don't see shit. I don't see him doing shit. He may get a layup, a steal, a dunk, but it's, he finished like five or six points. The nigga 17. I didn't even know nigga was 17 already. They say Bronny finna turn 17, fam. Nigga, I graduated at 17. Bronny finna be got, what, like two more years left? Now, I'm not trying to rush the nigga greatness. I'm not trying to rush his, 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 his process. But it comes a point in time where it's like, damn, nigga, when you going to do something? We're in the AAU team now. I still don't know your stat line. 
I get in the, you know, in the organized game, you come off the bench, all right, that's cool. But on your own motherfucking AAU team, nigga, what? <laughs> but like I said, it's not even about him, him playing no more. It's about Braun. It's about what the fuck LeBron's doing. And even like Dorn and got halftime, him on the court with Bronny and shit like that. I love seeing shit like that. He has what every child wants. He he literally has the greatest basketball player arguably ever, depending on who you're talking to, in his household. He can walk up to that man in his drawers and ask him about his, his fucking, his game, how to work on his game. He has that. So I'm not saying don't take advantage of that shit, but it's like, Every time Bron come to your games, we talk more about Bron than we actually talk about what the fuck Bronny is doing. That's why shit's so funny to me. It's because it's like, I remember I heard Bron say he he hate that he gave Bronny his name because it's a gift and a curse. And I understand that. I, said, I don't have kids. I'm not a junior, but I understand that. You know what I'm saying? I said, my father's dead. And I hate being told I look like that man. Well, let me oh oh fuck, fuck that. Let me stop this. I'm not gonna say that man. I hate being told I look like I look like my father. I hate that. I hate being told I remind people of my father. I act like my father. I hate that shit because I feel like I'm chasing the fucking ghost. This nigga's Darren and Michael Jordan in my eyes. So when I heard when I heard LeBron say that, and then when you still couple that with the shit that LeBron does. It's like, fam, you understand the amount of pressure you putting that little nigga under. It only amplifies when your ass is in the building, on the court, you know what I'm saying, walking him through drills, when you stopping the game to, to, to check motherfuckers that's talking crazy about you and your son. That shit only amplifies the, the, the hate, the criticism, all that shit. I just seen the motherfucking uh, a fucking uh, a poll they did. They was like the, the most troll. They did a, stu- they did a study on uh, Twitter. And he's like the most troll athlete in the world is LeBron James. It doesn't surprise me. It don't surprise me at all. Like, you, I, I know motherfuckers that say LeBron is one. I, I got a homeboy, my boy X. He said, shout out to X. What's up, boy? He say LeBron just want to be liked by everybody. Nigga, don't everybody. <laughs> like, don't everybody. Like, I get motherfuckers, we, we all grow up and say, we don't give a fuck what a motherfucker guys say. That shit is bullshit, fam. I want everybody to like me. And if you don't like me, I want to know, the, I, I'm pretty sure I know the reason why you don't like me. And, like, Braun has been in the public since he was, he's been 17 years old. He's, he's, he's one of those figures, you either going to love that nigga or you're going to hate that nigga. Because you're going to, you either sick and tired of that nigga or you want to see how far he can keep, y'all know he can keep doing this shit. It, it, it's only two sides of the motherfucking me coin, fam. So when you see a nigga that's been great for eight, 18, going on his 19th year next year, yeah, he going to be the most troll nigga in, in, the, in the league. In the league. And it ain't too many other sports um, to where the individual players have that stardom like that. You got soccer. You know what I mean? So, of course, you got soccer, Ronaldo and Messi and all them niggas. Shout out to Messi, by the way. I think he just signed a fat-ass contract for like $675 million for like four years or some stupid shit like that. So shout out to Messi while I'm off. Well, I'm to stop my soliloquy. But um, back to Braun, this is like when you know that you're the most troll athlete in the world, most hated person, in, one of the most hated players in the, in, in the world, and you understand giving your son uh, uh, the junior name, 
is putting a, a target on his back. When you got all that going on, now I know Braun didn't go to college, but when you got all that going on, I find it hard to believe that this nigga don't understand the 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 the, the, the amount of pressure him actually being there in the physical is doing for his son. Him being in the building for his son is niggas want to see what Braun he got. Niggas remember what Braun was doing at uh, seventeen years old. <laughs> like niggas, you can go on YouTube if you want to. Niggas know what Braun was doing at seventeen years old. So when you got him attracting all the the, the media and all that, and Bronny still ain't doing shit, and now you stopping games, looking a little fugazi now. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I said, man, I, I want to move on to the end day. We talking about a kid. I, I don't even feel comfortable talking about Bronny on this motherfucking podcast. But I didn't talk about Bronny so much about his, his his game, about me hoping he become a star, about him. F- and, and fucking lost the pip in DMs. Like, like, I didn't talk too much about this little-ass kid. This nigga younger than my little brother, fam. Like, I can't... Nah, man. I, I can't keep talking about this little nigga, bro. If I don't feel comfortable talking about the nigga, LeBron shouldn't feel comfortable being the fucking main attraction at his son's games. Like, that's all I'm saying, dog. Just sit down, man. Or or just be in the stand some damn way. Like, just, just do that. Because I want to see if this little nigga can at least perform... Um, when, when at least he's give us a big game, give us a game to where we talking about what the fuck Bronny did, not what Bron on the sideline doing, not Bron coming to the game with Michael B. Jordan and some bad bitches. Like, nah, man, it, it's enough of that. It's time. It's time to sit the fuck down, Bron. It, it truly is. Uh, <laughs> real shit, man. Um, moving on, man. Um. <laughs> Yo, man, I gotta talk about this nigga too, man. I ain't. I just got names on this docket. <laughs> I just got names on this motherfucker, man. But I gotta talk about Charleston White, yo. Um, <clears throat> shit. Uh, I came on this podcast weeks ago, probably a month ago, maybe even two. Um, I forget which episode it was, man. But I, t- I came here to talk about Charleston White. Um, and I talked about his how he say things and. Uh, what type of nigga I thought he was, and what type of person I thought he was, and how I understood what he was doing. Um, I didn't agree with it, but I always knew that he, uh, Charleston White was a motherfucker that said a lot of wild-ass shit to get motherfuckers to tap in, and that's what he lived off of. And I told y'all when I brought the show on the podcast, bro, that shit don't last long. Like, I could easily come on this podcast and just say some wild-ass shit, and that shit will go viral. I could easily say that shit, but I just don't believe in like I don't believe in that shit. Like I, I, I say shit I believe, and a lot of because a lot of wild shit I say on this podcast, I won't be thinking it's that wild because I actually believe the shit. Like I be having motherfuckers listen to my podcast, bro, and they'll hit me back talking about some yo, bro, I can't believe you said that shit, or like damn, that's how you truly feel. Like yeah, this how I truly feel, so it don't be that wild to me. But with Charleston White, it wasn't authentic. That was my only beef with dude. It wasn't authentic. Not only did I know just by from hearing what he him talk that it was authentic, but he's literally come out his mouth over and over and over again saying that he only says shit to get motherfuckers' attention and then to, to start a, to have a real conversation. Now that's been going on from the dawn of time, my nigga. That, that, that's just how niggas get their money. That's how niggas get attention. I've never been an attention-seeking ass nigga. I just saw this podcast that, yeah, niggas want to be liked, but I'm not no attention-seeking ass nigga. If you're going to like me, you're going to like me for me. 
you don't like me because you you chose to fuck with me. Not because I just stayed in your face trying to get your attention all the time. I'm not the type of nigga. I hate those type of niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But with Charleston White, I said that on this podcast. I, I told you. I didn't, I didn't wish his shit to crumble. I didn't wish for him to fall off the face of the earth. I didn't wish for none of that. But I saw it coming. And the reason why I say it is because Charleston White's YouTube channel has been suspended permanently. They YouTube has permanently removed his channel. Now, I don't know. It's probably a couple of y'all out there saying, oh, that ain't shit. That don't mean nothing. Bullshit. Bull motherfucking shit. <laughs> Bull motherfucking shit. Nigga, YouTube is the way shit get niggas feeding their families now. And he was he was a nigga that was that was generating views upon views upon views, engagements, interactions, uh, uh, uh headlines, Vlad interviews, uh, uh, no jumper interviews. This nigga was making shit move. Now, in my eyes, I viewed it as a nigga that was going. He was going to be in and out, in and out, like the fucking restaurant, in and out, animal style. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I I viewed that because I knew what he was doing. It wouldn't last. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Niggas love ignorance. Ignorance sells, fam. I, I told y'all when I first started this podcast, bro, the shit I'm talking about, it's going to take a long time for this shit to pop off. And I and I accept that. I came, I got into the game knowing that. Because niggas don't care about the positivity like that, fam. We only want to hear the positive shit when we down and depressed. Ignorance, though? Niggas love ignorance. I turned on Steve Wilkos, Maury. Uh, uh, paternity court, couples court, all that shit. Because it's ignorance, nigga. I need ignorance in my life so I can know my life ain't that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I do it. So when niggas just listen to ignorance, they're going to tap into that shit. No matter if, you, if they agree with you or not, it's ignorance. It, it, it does something to the mental. It, it, it riles niggas up or it make niggas laugh. We entertained by that shit. But you have to realize in this game, bro, Every day, it's a new nigga being ignorant. Every day. Every day. You know what I'm saying? And I said that was going to happen with Charleston White. I said, I didn't wish. I, like I told you, I, I didn't I didn't know if this shit, I, I didn't want his shit to fall off. But I could see this shit coming. But he was just spewing hate to get engagements and interactions with people. And my whole thing was, this was like a, a damn near 50-year-old man. He in his 40s, dog. Like we could let it, like <clears throat> as much as much as I say I understand a nigga saying some wild shit to get some engagement, some 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 type of shit popping off, some 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 viral activity. As much as I understand it, I'm more so disgusted. Um um uh yeah, I'm gonna stick with disgust. I'm just use disgusted. Fuck fuck rallying up a whole bunch of words. I feel like disgusted in certain. I feel like disgusted is one of those words in certain situations. It just it hold a lot of weight. And I was more so disgusted in this situation that this man was in his forties doing this. Nigga, you grown, grown. I don't know his his, his personal life. I don't, a lot of four year olds got grandkids by now, or at least grown children. My nigga, you grown, grown. Be little in your own people so you can make a few dollars. Nah, I'm 25 years old and I won't even do that shit. You wouldn't have caught me doing that shit at 18. So when I see niggas in their 40s doing some sucker shit like that, some shit where they uh, down talking their own people so they can get on, 
I, I can never respect it. And that's why I said what I said on this podcast about that nigga weeks ago. Weeks ago. Because I knew niggas like that don't last long. The cream, the, the cream always rise to the top, my nigga. We've all seen a bunch of bullshit get a lot of uh, notoriety and publicity that it just shouldn't have got. We understand why why, why it got that notoriety and publicity, but it, should, it, really, it really shouldn't have got it. And that's what Charleston White was to me. Like I said, bro, I'm not in this. I'm not trying to go on this motherfucking podcast and and talk shit about how that man built his platform. Because at the end of the day, I'm a nigga trying to build a platform. He built that motherfucker. He ain't got it no more. <laughs> but he built the platform. So he's done things in his life that I have, I've yet to do. And I got why he was doing what he was doing. But the type of nigga I am, I can't. I can't. I can't wake up. I can't, I can't, I can't walk these streets. I can't ride these streets. I can't be out here in these motherfucking streets knowing that I'm doing stupid shit like that. I couldn't, I can't do that. I couldn't live with myself doing no shit like that. So when I see him, you know, crying and complaining about his YouTube channel being taken down, I don't feel bad for you, my nigga. I just don't. Because you was a nigga out here wilding out of pocket. And not only was you wilding out of pocket, you was down talking to people that look just like you. Then he had the shit going on with the Asians. Basically saying he, you know, saying all that fuck Asian shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I love my people. I love my people. But I ain't just been getting this motherfucker talking about some fuck Asians and all that. And, and, and he was talking about white women, raping white women and shit like that. Like, no. This nigga don't deserve this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was one of the rare times in my life, fam. To where I was looking at that nigga getting some success and i said this nigga don't deserve this because i knew what he was doing and when you know a nigga is, is a shady shiesty motherfucker that i say anything for a dollar you cannot trust them niggas because i was like i was told as a kid fam everybody's heard this slowly i was taught this as a fucking kid stand for something or your bitch ass gonna fall for anything and Charleston motherfucking white stood for fucking nothing. Real fucking talk, man. <laughs> Real shit. Niggas be fugazi. <laughs> Say it with me. Niggas be fugazi. <laughs> Better luck on that next YouTube channel, nigga. <laughs> Cockeyed bitch. <laughs> Ah, uh, moving on, man. Now, you know what? No, fuck it. Let's double back right fast. Uh, we just got to talk about Brian and, and being a father and shit like that. I, I want to talk about something I've been meaning to talk about the last couple of weeks on this podcast. Um, well, first of all, I want to say shout out to all my homeboys that's having kids right now, man. Shout out to my boy D Stone. He just had him up some twins not too long ago. Um, getting married soon. I will be in the motherfucking me building for that shit. Uh, shout out my boy D Stone for that. My boy X having a baby. My boy CJ just had a motherfucking me baby as well. Uh, shout out to my niggas, man. All my niggas having these kids, man. Um, anybody I forgot out there, you know what I'm saying, who had a kid within the last, you know, year or two, you know what I'm saying, shout out to y'all too. Um, I ain't I ain't mean nothing by that, but my niggas that just recently had kids, um, I always knew I would be the last person to have kids out of my homeboys. It's just one of those things I knew growing up. <laughs> like, I, I, I took so much precaution into not having kids growing up. I, I never wanted to have kids. Uh, at a very young age, so I did so much shit to make sure I didn't have kids, bro. It didn't make sense. Um, but as I get older, man, 
Um, and you see, and I just got to talking about Bron and being a great father to Bronny and shit like that, and how I would never try to tell him not to be a great father. Um, and I see my homeboys with their kids. I see D Stone with his twins and shit like that. Um, I, I believe X going to be a, a great father. Um, CJ as well. But I have a fear of being a father, bro. I fear of uh, a fatherhood. Um, and honestly, because I think I'm my, I'm my biggest critic. I'm my own biggest critic, bro. Um, I have people come up to me all the time that let me know how dope I am, how, how cool I am and shit like that. And quite honestly... I don't think I'm the dopest nigga in the world. <laughs> I don't think I'm the coolest nigga in the world. I don't think none of us are truly as cool as we think we are. None of us are ever as fly as we think we are. We never as cool as we think we are. We never as funny as we think we are. We never none of that. <laughs> you're, you're always somewhere in the middle. Um, and I've always had a fear of, of being a father because um, of my personal situation, my father being murdered at three years old, and and then me having a, a stepfather who I learned nothing from, uh, who I just felt was a piece of shit um the older i get the more of a piece of shit i, I honestly understand that he was um but i'm not here to you know bash bash him at the end of the day, that's my little brother dad um so at, at the end of the day it was something he brought into this world that i cherish and love and will keep on the highest pedestal ever which is my little brother but when it comes to me personally fam i have a huge fear of fatherhood because like i said i, I don't want to be a bad father. I don't want to be a bad role model. I don't want to be none of that. And like I said, I don't think I'm the coolest nigga out there. I don't think I'm a good guy like that. I talk so much shit. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm the I'm one of the best guys out there. Um, but that's just how I view myself internally. Um, I respect people when, when respect is, you know, given. But I just, if you ask me how I really feel about myself, I don't think I'm the dopest nigga out there. Um, so when you talk to me about bringing in a life into this world and, um, being that 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 child's you know what i'm saying bank of information you know what i mean that that you are you are in you are you owe that child the best you know what i'm saying your best the best all that shit and that's always scared me fam because growing up i never knew what that looked like i would never shortchange my mama my mama did everything she could and she still does to this day so i know what is what 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 a, a good mother, you know what I mean? A good parent, I should say, looks like. And maybe that should be what I strive for. And maybe I put too much pressure on being a good father because I didn't see that. I, I see my uncle with his kids and tremendous. Nothing short of spectacular. But for me personally, I don't know what that should look like. I'm scared that if I ever have a kid, that kid will grow up not thinking I love them enough. Because growing up, I've never been the one to over um, shit. What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of fucked up when you got a podcast, but you start running out of big words to use. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I, I, I've never been one of those niggas, those kids growing up who uh, who let who who just let motherfuckers know off the gates how much I loved them. There was a point in time in my life when, in, in between me and my mother's relationship, to where she was questioning that. Just because I wasn't somebody who just openly said, I love you all the time. I was an angry-ass kid growing up. I, I'm an angry adult. There's, it's, it's, it's rare I'm in a happy mood, happy mood, fam. So it's like, knowing that I went through that growing up, and my own mother felt like that at a certain point in my time, during my, during my teenage years, adolescent years, 
I would, I don't, I never would want to have a child, and they felt like that to me. As I get older, and I and I come more, way more appreciative of what my mother did for me. I, you know, I, I try to make sure I go about life a different way, a little bit more um, thoughtful, you know, and things of that nature. Because what my mom did gave me a blueprint to be a great parent, a good parent. But when it comes to being that father figure, that male influence and shit like that, I didn't know. I, I didn't get that, fam. So that's my fear of being a father. And when I see all my homeboys having kids and shit like that, it's nothing but respect and salute. And I know that they they, they taking a big step in life. And I feel like all of them would be great fathers, fam. I ain't just saying that shit because I'm on this podcast. And, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to talk shit. Niggas know I talk shit if, I, you know, if, I, if some shit to be talked. But I just think that, and I look at them, and I see them niggas doing that shit, man, and starting this new chapter in their life and shit like that, I'm still a nigga that's hesitant. <laughs> I'm still hesitant because I'm scared, fam. I'm truly fucking scared. I've seen too many situations to where the shit just, it don't work out. By the time the, the child is about nine or ten, you can see they finna have a fucked up ch- uh, rest of their life. You can see it. By the time a child is nine or ten years old, you can you can pretty much tell what kind of kid that child gonna be? I mean, what, what type of person that child gonna be? You can you can kind of see it. Now, obviously, you know, motherfuckers gotta grow up and shit like that. But I'm still the same nigga I was when I was eight years old. I'm the same nigga, and everybody I know, they pretty much the same people. Now, of course, you know, other things change, but down to the core, you still the same motherfucker. So it's just. When I take all that into consideration, man, it's just I'm I've been I've always known it, but I, I've never actually just came out and said that I'm just scared to be a father. Like because I was scared to be an adult. I was I was terrified when I turned 21. I start to look at my 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 position in life, what what I wanted to do in the next five years, what was my goals, all that shit. I was terrified, my nigga, because I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. To this day, I still don't really know quite exactly what I want. All my life, I've been living for me. I mean, I'm sorry. All my life, I've been living for my little brother. I haven't been living for me. So when you throw in uh, talking about kids and shit like that, what the fuck can I teach this kid? I ain't even taught myself shit. I'm still trying to learn some shit. I've always just thought about that, man. It's just now I can openly say, and maybe that's the first steps of, you know what I'm saying? Of, of of getting past that and moving past that is understanding, okay, now nah, you just scared. <laughs> like the unknown scares me. And, and I don't know whether or not I will be a good father or not. And that fucking terrifies me. Cause I got a dog, my nigga, and I know I get on my dog nerves. <laughs> my dog look at me like they want to bite, like she wanna bite the fuck out of me. So I can only imagine how I would be as a parent. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm just too hard on myself. Motherfuckers that know me, everybody think I'd be a great father, great dad. Everybody say I'm a great big brother and all that shit. But deep down, fam, from me to you, to the friends of the show, all the people that support this podcast, from me to you, I can honestly tell you, Hatch got a lot to work on. (laughs) I got a lot to fucking work on, bro. I've been selfish my whole fucking life. You know what I mean? So you, I've openly accepted being selfish. And once you have a kid, you can't be selfish no more. You know what I mean? So it's just it's one of those things, man. I just don't know if I'm quite ready for it. But shout out to all my homeboys, man. It's just 
that's that's great fathers. Shout out to D Stone, shout out CJ, shout out X, shout out all my homeboys, shout out my boy Brick who got kids. He married, happily married. Shout out all my homeboys, man. We at that point in time and age, bro, to where we up, nigga. We at we it's, we at the we at the uh, we at the batters uh batters mound, my nigga. It's time to it's time to it's time to hit these motherfucking home runs, bro. You got families you starting, you got new life, new chapters in life you starting, all that shit, man. So. Shout out to all my niggas getting to it, bro. I ain't want to get super serious on this podcast. I was having fun. <laughs> I was having fun this episode, so I ain't want to get super serious. But I just wanted to make sure I said that because I talk too much about other people being fucking good dads and shit like that. And I know niggas that I grew up with that's taking those those uh that's that's, t- that's taking their turn at bat with that shit. So shout out to y'all niggas, man. Keep being the 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 the, the best person you can be and the best father as you niggas can be, man. Real shit. Uh, moving on, <laughs> moving on to some other shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Um, let's go ahead and get into the NBA, bro. Let's go ahead and get to the motherfucking NBA. Um, I do want to say this before I get into the NBA finals, bro. The date is July 7th, 2021. And Kyle fucking Kuzma is still on the Lakers. Like, this is a, this is a problem. <laughs> a fucking problem fam like, i, I want to get into the nba finals i want to get into cp3 you know what i'm saying Giannis, chris middleton drew all them niggas i can't because in the back of my motherfucking mind i know it's a nigga named uh kyle kuzma who wears the number zero who stands about six eight six nine who plays for the lakers who ain't shit i'm so sick and tired of it hey, bro i've seen who, who was it that got traded fam who the fuck was it that got traded in the season? Wasn't even fucking oh Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker got traded. Why the fuck Kuzma ain't been traded yet? Why the fuck Kuzma ain't been traded yet, Rob Palinka? Get that bitch nigga the fuck out of LA. I don't even see him on the Clippers. I don't even see him on the Clippers. Get him out of LA. Get him out of fucking LA. I can't do it. He coming out talking shit, talking about it was chemistry issues. Why we lost? No, bitch. We lost because of you. <laughs> Fuck chemistry. Nobody fucked with you. Get the, he gotta go. I'm sorry. Like I don't even. I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. I didn't. But when I said NBA, and that was that's all that shit started clicking through my mind. And I said Kuzma's still on our team. He's still on the motherfucking team. He has to go, fam. I'm sorry. Like he's literally the worst player in the Western Conference that gets significant minutes. That's a fact. You can't name me one. Nigga in the NBA in the Western Conference that got significant minutes that was that was that was worse than Kyle Kuzma. I'm talking about from from what they gotta do for their team, what they do consistently, all that shit. Nobody's worse than Kyle fucking Kuzma, fam. And he's still on the fucking roster. I can't sleep at night knowing he's on my team, fam. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't sleep knowing that Clay Thompson coming back. Steph Curry just had a hell of a career. I mean, hell of a season. You know what I'm saying? They got Andrew Wiggins. They got James Wiseman coming back. They got uh, Draymond Green. They got all these niggas. And all I got to think to myself is, we got Kyle fucking Kuzma coming up, coming back next year. Fuck him. He got to go. I'm sorry. Devin Booker looking nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Devin Booker looking nice fucking Kendall Jenner. That shit did not work for fucking Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I'm pissed off, y'all. Like, I'm trying to laugh this shit off, but I'm finna punch some shit. Because I don't understand, I don't understand how niggas can, I don't understand how niggas can be around LeBron James 
Anthony Davis had a, had a relationship with Kobe Bryant and be this fucking whack. I, I don't understand it. Like you would think certain niggas that that that, that got certain shit, uh, um, that's got certain resources, you would think them niggas would be nice. I'm just be honest. When you got Kobe on speed dial, when you got LeBron on speed dial, on your team actively, Magic Johnson was in the office. You know what I'm saying? At doing your career. You got Anthony Davis now. You had Rondo. You got all these niggas who was champions, certified, Hall of Famers. And you ain't soaking up no game? He's gotten worse every time we've added another nigga that has some type of stature in this league. I ain't bullshit. Every nigga that we that's come to the Lakers organization since Kyle Kuzma has fucking been there. Who, who has some type of knowledge of the game, who could who could have helped this nigga in some way, shape, or fashion, some way, he just gets worse. I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. The nigga, like I said, the nigga did good when Lonzo was passing the ball. Why you can't do that same shit with LeBron? Just run the fucking lanes, bitch. Like, it, you know what? Move on, man. <laughs> Move on, man. Move the fuck on, man. Real shit. Let's get to the NBA Finals, man. <laughs> Let's get to the finals, dog. Um, the Suns versus the motherfucking Bucks. Um, game one was last night. Um, Suns, he tapped that ass break, basically, pretty much. <laughs> like after halftime, that shit was over with, man. Second half, it was a whole new. The Suns was just going crazy. CP3 started waxing that ass, busting them niggas' asses. Um, Chris Milton tried. Um, Giannis only took 11 shots. Drew Holiday had fucking nothing. Like, Drew Holiday is looking real sus, dog. Like, Drew Holiday is looking real fucking sus. I came on here weeks ago, Tombo, when they went against Brooklyn. Drew Holiday was going to lock somebody up. I see him lock somebody up. That's all he did his whole life was play tenacious defense. I don't know what the fuck is going on this year. He signed that big-ass uh, max extension with the Bucks and ain't locked shit up. Chris Paul went for, what, 37? Last night, 39 or some shit like 30 something, 30 plus. He went from 30 plus last night. Devin Booker had 27. And Drew Holiday went four for 14. You didn't lock shit up and you didn't score. Chris Milton, he, you know, he, he did his thing. He tried. Like I said, I, I believe Chris Milton is the is the nigga over there. Obviously, we all know Giannis is, you know, for the first three quarters, he's gonna be the best player on the team. But me personally, I need that grew up watching Kobe. If I can't give you the ball. When I need a fucking bucket, my nigga, I don't like you. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, I, if, if, if if we down by 15, they not giving Giannis the ball. Like, if you, I don't know if y'all watched that game last night, but they weren't giving Giannis the ball. I've seen, I've seen so many times. What's the nigga name? What's the white boy name they play for? Um, Connington. Yeah, they had Connington out there because DiVincenzo hurt. I said that was going to be a big blow early in this playoffs, but then nobody give a fuck about DiVincenzo. But anyway, <laughs> um, I seen so many times with Carlton caught the ball. He could have swung it one more time to Giannis, and they down by double digits, and he hit the three-point line. He didn't even look. Now, that's high basketball IQ for Carlton. <laughs> I wouldn't look at that nigga either. But the simple fact that in that fourth quarter, and they was trying to come back, at least attempt to come back, they weren't even looking for Giannis, fam. Like, I believe Giannis cut it down to seven with probably six minutes left or seven minutes left in the game. And he had a layup. After that, they weren't going to that nigga. I mean, it was a few little turnovers after that in a row. But once they got, once it was like still a game in the fourth quarter, they weren't going to Giannis. You can't. 
What move is he going to do? He's not a surefire bucket. He's not. So it's like when you when you take that and and and, and when you take that and couple that with Middleton trying to do his thing and Drew Holiday not doing shit, of course they're gonna lose because you already down and you can't play. You can't really get anything from Giannis at this point. I'm not trying not to go hard on him because he did come back for his first game for the finals coming back from that injury. Um, like I said, niggas was killing AD. When AD had his calf strain and came back and, and tried to and, and had that block shot on Devin Booker and, and uh hyperextend his knee, niggas was calling him injury prone. It's the same shit. And AD still went out there and played. And when he played bad, niggas got on his ass. Giannis didn't play good to me. Like he played 30 something minutes, only took 11 shots, and he scored 20 points. He had hella rebounds. I give him his rebounds. I, I give him the rebounds. I won't take shit from the rebounds. But for this nigga to be defensive player of the year, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it, it makes no sense to me that DeAndre Aiden had 20 and 22. 19 and 22? 19 points and 22 rebounds on a defensive player of the year? Where they do that at? So it's like when you when I take all this shit into consideration, bro, it's like, I just don't see what the fuck the Bucks going to do. If, unless Giannis can just go super crazy. At least, at least give me the 35 and 9, 35 and 12, Giannis. You got to give me what niggas expect from you. You got to. That's the only way they're going to have a chance. If Giannis can give you his, his usual 30-plus points and 10 rebounds and just let Chris – and try to keep it close and let Chris Middleton sell that shit out in the fourth quarter. That's the best chance the Bucks got. Keep it close with Giannis and, and, and have Brooke Lopez ass in the post – Fuck them threes. Have Brooke Lopez in the post. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and just keep it close for Drew for uh Chris Milton. That's all they gotta do, fam. When I say all, that's that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, by the way. But I'm saying that's what they gotta do. That's the only chance they got. Because coming, you're not gonna be coming back from down ten plus against the Phoenix Suns. You don't have the offense for it. Giannis can't do that for you at this stage in in, in uh in the season. Regular season, all right. Playoffs and NBA Finals now, the big stage. Nah, man, I, I don't even expect that shit from him no more because he can't do it. He don't. He not built like that. He don't have no moves. He don't have no post. He don't have shit. And now I know he can't even go our fucking DeAndre Aiden. I'm really fucking laughing at this nigga now. But I just think they just he just gotta try to like give him this thirty and ten, so niggas can't say it always oh, his fault because his stats gonna be crazy. And you just need Drew Mill, uh, Drew, Drew Holiday to do something. He got to guard somebody, fam. If you can't lock up Devin Booker, bro, you can't let CP3 score over 30. You can't. That, that can't happen. They both can't get, you know what I'm saying, get off on your ass like that. You know what I mean? I'm, and I'm not surprised CP3 dropped the 30-plus points. I've been telling these all, his, all my life and all his career, CP3 is a bucket. He just don't shoot for real. Like, CP3 only averaged, like, 13 shots a game, if that. I think he had 13 this year, and I think his highest in his career was like 16 shots per game. And that was back in 08, I believe they said, when he played for the Hornets. CP3 just don't shoot enough. He's just like Steve Nash. I always said Steph Curry was the black Steve Nash. They play the same. It's just Steve Nash was a white boy. He just didn't shoot that bitch enough. That's how I felt about Chris Paul. I always said Chris Paul's a bucket. He just a, He's an actual point guard. So now that he on this stage, he, he dropping niggas off of 30-plus points, I'm not surprised. I'm more surprised that Drew Holiday can't stop this nigga. 
Like, at least make it tough for this nigga. Like, what's all this switching about? What, what, what are we doing here? Why PJ Tucker not locking? Why he not guarding Devin Booker like he was guarding Kevin Durant? I mean, unless I'm fucking retarded, Kevin Durant is a much harder guard than, <laughs> than Devin Booker, my boy. <laughs> like, I mean, damn. <laughs> like, but I don't know, man. Uh, it's all about adjustments, you know what I'm saying, game two. Um, like, I always thought about playoff basketball, fam. The series don't start until the home team lose at home. So, it is what it is. It was just the first game. Um, like I said, Giannis, he, he, the simple fact he even played 30-plus minutes, he should be okay going forward. You got to see how his body recover, you know what I'm saying, after that adrenaline rush, after the first game. You got to see how his body is doing today. See if he's going to be ready for tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, if you if you see Chris Middleton do what he did, um, and Giannis was out to, actually able to play. Brooke Lopez didn't have a shitty game. He had a good game. He just didn't play in the fourth quarter at all because they was trying to come back from a double-digit deficit. Um, if you can get something from Drew Holiday, who knows, fam? Maybe they can at least get a game and, and take back home court advantage, but I just don't know. I just don't know. With CP3 playing the way he plays, he's trying to get that first chip. You know what I'm saying? Me and my, me and my homeboy X, we had a discussion earlier in the season. We were talking about the MVP, and he was saying it was Jokic. And I told him, I said, look, my nigga, I got Chris Paul's MVP. Now, I know I can't remember um, once Jokic actually won it, and like I said, in totality for the whole season and Jamal Murray being down, and they still finishing, you know, top four seed and stuff like that. All right, in his stat line, all right, he played all 82 games. All right, give MVP. But the true MVP of the, of, the, of the league this year was Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? I told X that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I didn't. I never thought Yoke, because the reason why, I'm telling you real shit, real shit, real shit, no bullshit. What you've seen from Chris Paul last night, and um, game six against who the fuck was that? The Clippers. Those games, you wouldn't have seen. Jokic can't do that. He can't do that. I'm not even talking about the the guardy ass numbers, the stat line, the the 37 point. I ain't talking about the, the the high numbers. Chris Paul took over the game. When Chris Paul started taking over the game, he looked like the best player on the court. You can't get that from Jokic, fam. You just can't. Like, you just can't, fam. I, I've never looked at Jokic and was like, oh, that's the best nigga in the league. Oh, that nigga right there is the best nigga on the court. I've never looked at that like that. I know it's stat lines. It's stat line. We're in a damn age where everybody numbers is crazy. Everybody numbers is crazy right now. Everybody. I told niggas, I told niggas two years, no, three years ago, I said the NBA is doing a reset. And I said, they speeding up the pace of the, the pace of the game like they did back in the day when Oscar Robertson and Bob Cousy and all them niggas was playing when niggas was averaging 140 some points per game back in the fucking 60s and 70s, man. And we couldn't name none of them niggas out there playing, but they was doing it because the pace of the game was so fucking crazy. Like when Wilt and out there, when they was out there playing, it was the, the pace of the game was crazy. And then they slowed it down and shit when Jordan and all them niggas and the Pistons. Like, when they start slowing the game down in the 90s and the early 2000s and shit, when we was growing up, that's when, you know what I'm saying, it was the Oscar Robinson record start looking crazy. Like, niggas ain't getting on no triple-doubles. But once they sped the pace of the game back up, fam, everybody numbers is crazy. It's less defense being played. It's more shots being fired up. It's more long-ass rebounds now because all these damn threes the pace of the game is just crazy, so everybody numbers is eating. If you out there healthy, you actually playing, and you good, you actually good, your numbers going to be good, fam. They, they going to be good. 
Nobody's shoot numbers are good, though. Like I said, 35% from three is not good. 35% is not good. But in today's NBA, that's the average. That's what niggas is doing. And niggas is shooters, quote unquote. So that's why I never looked at Jokic as the best player in the league. Because I never thought he could, because I've seen too many times when he had the game on his shot to where he passed out that bitch, because that's what he does. I'm not knocking him, but when you see from Chris Paul and from game six and from game one, even the closeout game against Denver in game four, Jokic ain't built like that. He can't he can't go on a stretch and hit 17 straight points and, and ice the fucking game for you. You know what I'm saying? Got your team feeling that confidence. He just don't got that in him. You know, and maybe he do, but he ain't shown it yet. But with Chris Paul, I knew that was there. I've seen it for 16 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I've seen this from Chris Paul. So it's just, I'm not surprised he out there killing niggas like that. I thought he was the real MVP of the season from the get-go. So when you couple that with the way he's balling, the way Devin Booker's balling, the way Aiden's out there looking like a fucking hyped-up fucking Gortat, <laughs> That nigga out there playing the Marcy and Gortat role, man. He just picking and rolling and fucking catching the oop. He ain't doing shit special. That nigga ain't doing it. They not posting him up. He not doing a Kareem hook shot. He not doing a, 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 a Keem Olajuwon up and under. He not doing none of that shit. It's strictly pick and roll and, and, and lay up that motherfucker or catch a oop if he open. Straight backup center shit. But he is he just not missing that motherfucker. <laughs> He's literally having a perfect fucking playoff series. Have, doing some backup center shit. The same shit Marcin Gortat used to do for the fucking uh, Orlando Magic. That's the same shit DeAndre Aiden's doing. Bro. It's the funniest shit in the world, dog. He finna get a big-ass bag doing some simple-ass shit. Just, just not fucking up, basically. And you can't do nothing but salute that shit, man. Um, so when you got those three dudes going crazy, Jay Crowder ain't even missed a shot. I mean, he didn't even make a shot last night. Um, you throw that in there with Mikael Bridges. Niggas fuck around winning the ring, man. They fuck around. I know I was talking about the Bucks, you know, a few minutes ago. Suns fuck around winning the ring, man. Fuck it. <laughs> they fuck around and win the ring, man. But CP3, he don't get the real MVP award. The finals MVP, if they pull this shit out, man, he can stay healthy. Um, I'm just not surprised at all. I- I'm truly not surprised at fucking all with this shit, man. That nigga out there going fucking crazy. Um, game two is tomorrow. Um, it's going to be out here back in Phoenix. The city is going crazy right now. Um, I don't know, man. Hopefully, I said really, really with this shit. I hope the Suns can win, just because I'm out here. And I I just want to see what the city gonna be like. Because in St. Louis, we didn't have an NBA team, um, but I just want to see good games, dude. Like, that's truly all I want to see is good games at this point. Nothing else, but just good games. Let me get an overtime game in there. Let's get a buzzer beater in that bitch. Let's get some good shit that motherfuckers can actually remember from this shit. Because right now, I'm just, I'm just waiting for this shit to be over at this point. <laughs> Real talk. But uh, let me see, man. Let me see the docket, bro. I think that's all we got on this motherfucking docket. Uh, what's this? Me taking a break from social media. Why did I put this down? I shouldn't. Have, oh, well, I guess I said, yeah, man. I'm not gonna be on social media, man, for a minute. Um, I'm not just. I'm not a social media guy. Uh, but the podcast, we will be dropping an episode each and every week, man. That shit won't stop. Um, just subscribe to the to the uh, to the platform on any um podcast sites you use: Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Audio Mac, all that shit, man. We will be pumping these uh, episodes out each and every week. That shit won't stop. But my presence on social media will take a huge dip uh, for the next couple weeks or, ne- or for the foreseeable future until I actually feel like doing that shit, man. Um, 
that's all I got for you guys this week, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you too much longer, man. Uh, that's all I got for you guys this week, man. I want to say shout out to everybody supporting the podcast on each and every platform. Um, thank you for tapping in, joining the conversation. Let's keep building this empire brick by brick. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to Pockets wherever you can. Um, and she you know I give it up, man. So I love these ways. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Um, always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And she you know I give it up, man. I'll try you next week, bro. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> oh, Linda Mike, like a real nigga. Peace. <laughs> real talk, man. Real shit. We out this thing, cuz.